0: call it 209 till infinity friend the party don't stop the party don't end now let's let the episode begin what up what up what up and welcome back to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast as always it's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. Ah. Mm hmm.
1: It's your boy. Yes, sir. Savage O'Malley.
0: Uh-huh. AKA
1: Big Skis. AKA Savvy Davis Jr. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A.K.A. Mr.
0: Bop the Willy Willy. <laughs> that might be my new favorite, a.k.a. Mr. Boombop the Willy Willy. That's right. That's what's up. I love that, dude. That's amazing. Yes, sir. We are back. What is up, my dude? Oh, man, what is going on? Oh, uh, dude, you know what? We didn't talk about this back in April. We're now in May. Um, Friday. The movie friday the cult classic hip-hop stoner southern california comedy friday hit its 28 year anniversary in april i think it was april 26th Uh uh-huh so and i and i sent you a picture uh that i was at a thrift store and i came across the blu-ray that was the director's cut that had some more some more scenes in it that previously weren't released apparently So I rewatched it. And, you know, as with most director's cuts, most of the scenes that they throw back in weren't necessary. There's a reason why they were on the cutting room floor and why the original is such a classic. But, you know, there were some extended scenes with Pops, with John Witherspoon's character, where, you know, when he's like, how come every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, that's longer. And he says more funny things. And there's actually, though, at the end of the movie, a scene that I'd never seen uh, after Craig whoops debo's ass with the brick and knocks him out and gets the girl and everybody goes back in the house and everything's fine craig comes back in the house and there is a whole scene where pops calls him back in craig get in here i need to talk to you boy and he's like oh dad i'll wait till you're done and he's taking a shit again and he has this whole talk to him it was actually a pretty good moment that i'm glad they put back into the movie he tells him like look craig if we're going to continue having dangerous shit happen like this, you can't just go leaving the house by yourself. Do you know how much it costs to bury someone? What if you died tonight? He's like, I don't have six or seven thousand dollars to bury your ass. You need to be careful when you're going out there. It's like, all right, pop. And he's like, I love you, son, but I'm proud of you for what you did tonight. So there's the whole moment, I think in the in the original movie, he whoops Debo's ass and then he lays down in the bed and he claps his hands and the lights go out and that's it. Uh, in this one dad calls him into the bathroom while he's taking another shit and has a whole like this heart to heart moment with him but yeah the thing that kind of blew me away that I wanted to mention though when I thought about it is just I think that movie was 95 if I'm not mistaken uh, mm-hmm. how much the world has changed the first thing that blew me away was they're about to get murdered and killed right this gangster is going to kill these dudes over $200 200 bucks. Like, and I'm not even sure if in 95 that was that big of a deal, but they're like, yo, man, he's going to smoke me for 200. and, And they go to their sit, like, hey, look, let me borrow $200. This dude's going to kill me. It's smoking. They're like, Nope, sorry. They're like, no, Nobody is willing to hook these dudes up with $200 to save their lives, dude. And I don't think that ever clicked with me before. Like, and I've seen that movie. That is a classic. I've seen that movie at least minimum 20 times. That might've been the 23rd time I've seen it. And it never clicked with me before that. Like, damn, their family and friends are ruthless. Nobody's gonna give them two hundred dollars to save their lives. And then the other thing I kind of noticed well, was
1: Smokey's mom gave her a a dollar for cigarettes. Right?
0: Yeah, that's right. It's not enough. Make it enough. Yeah. And Smokey has a hundred. That's the thing. At one point, Smokey's got a hundred. So they really basically need another hundred. I think would be all. It but i i don't know that that carbo but what blew me away was at one point like smokey gets a page on his pager and then he goes to the regular corded dial phone to hey somebody call me from this number he's calling uh he's calling big worm on the phone that the phone is so prevalent in that movie like Ice Cube's crazy girlfriend is constantly calling and hanging up, and the mom talks about how she's star 69. I know it's your your crazy girlfriend, because I star 69 her ass. So, Pager's actual when was the last time dude that you got a call do you even have a corded phone in this house like a regular old school dial-up like rotary type phone like not in the house
1: there might be one in a box in the garage somewhere. right yeah i don't even i do have a vcr in the garage somewhere
0: okay uh- yeah because when i lived in pine grove so now two houses ago because before we bought the house and i own we lived in sutter creek but before that we lived in uh pine grove and volcano charged us for a phone line, whether we used it or not. Oh, yeah. So I actually had, I'm like, well, fuck, if they're charging me for it, I put a phone on the wall. I'm putting a phone on the wall in this motherfucker. And when it rang, it was like you thought like we were looking at a dinosaur, like, or something. Like, what's that noise? What is that? Like, what is that? Oh, shit, it's the phone. What do we do? Like, what do we do? It's the phone. Like, answer it. And it's always, you know, a telemarketer, nobody calls the corded (laughs) regular dial-up phone that you know anymore. But yeah, that was the thing that blew me away is the phone is, like, everybody is using regular phones, pagers, and at one point, Smokey tells Craig, hey, when you come back, bring the radio. And he brings out the big-ass boombox with the tape deck. And they're listening to tapes. And I even think in 95 at that point, tapes weren't really really the move anymore. Like That was over, but it's just you watch something like that and it's like watching a time capsule dude like you forget like how far we've come like you don't realize how much the cell phone and certain things have like changed our world and the way we live because it just seems so part of our every it's in it's embedded in our lives it's part of the fabric of our lives like Uh you don't go anywhere without a cell phone But there is not a cell phone to be seen anywhere. And it's not that long ago, right? It was talking about 28 years ago. And it's so different. Like, it's just something as I was watching it that I went, holy shit, look at them talk on the regular phone. And look at them, look at him, look at his pager, and then have to go to the regular phone to call somebody to find out who just paged him. Like, insane shit.
1: I don't remember what I was watching, but we were watching something on TV a week or two ago. And... They brought out a map. Yeah, and I was like, I wonder if there's anybody watching this. Like, what are they doing? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you get in, you put your directions in the GPS, and you just the, the car tells you where to go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not like which which fucking road's the 57? Which exit do I take? Well, yeah. it says right here. I just passed that. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I got lost and. I'm I'm not an anxious dude. I got lost in L.A. one time because there's this place where I was, where there's like eight different freeways. Yeah. Oh yeah. In like a yeah, fucking half mile area, and I didn't know where I was going. It's the middle of the night, and yeah, you know, you go ask. You you know in L.A. people aren't nice.
0: Oh, dude, fuck. Road trips were a different animal when we were young. I can remember uh, it was a big deal when we first got our driver's license. Uh, before before uh, Six Flags took over Marine World. The place to go was uh, Marriott's Great America. And it's not, it, it switched to Paramount Great America, and I don't even know what it is now. But if you wanted to ride roller coasters, it was a big deal when you got your driver's license to make that drive. But none of us knew how to get there. Like I didn't uh, driving in the Bay Area is a different animals compared to Amador County, compared to Sacramento. Shit, it's different unless you go to LA. Like it's a different kind of driving. But like you would literally just head in that direction like our gps was all right stop at a gas station and figure out where the hell we go to so i can remember literally like hey dude do you know how to get there i think i went with dave in the first time that i had my license and we drove And he was like, yeah, I know the basic. I know which ways to head. I used to live in the Bay Area. We'll just head out that way and then figure it out. Like, So I can literally remember pulling off. He's like, hey, go ask this dude what exit we need to take. And I remember going in and the dude had such a thick Indian accent. I'm like, hey, my man, can you tell me from here how we get to Great America? And he was like... Well, I just went, all right, man, thanks. And I get back in the car with Dave and I'm like, we're gonna need to go to another gas station and hope for the best. Cause I I, I don't know what he said. Like, and that's no offense to him. He, he he, was trying to help me. He did everything he could to help me. But yeah, dude, I can remember when my band would play shows and we would get these gigs in Sack and in places we didn't know where they were. At the time, Google maps was on my computer. And you could go in and put your starting, where you're going to start, your home address and your finish address. And it would give you directions and you would print them up. So I can remember being in the car, no GPS on the phone, but having like, okay, all right, we're going to take I-80 to 50 to, you know, and then we're going to turn right here, turn left. But Google would always preface it like, hey, listen, we don't know if these directions are accurate. You're going to want to road test them first to make sure. Like who's gonna do that, right? Like, like oh, okay, let me drive out there real quick and make sure that these are good. <laughs> let me do, take the trip before I take the trip right. to make sure the directions work. But yeah, man, like I can remember going to um Jesse Higgins, and I went to Lollapalooza '94, and I was the navigator, and he was driving, and I had a fucking map, and I'm sitting there. He's like, "Where do I turn?" And we're on the freeway, and I'm like, "Hold on, hold on, trying to read a map, like." oh dude that gps and the phone especially when i was like door dashing and shit like that i don't know where these addresses are i don't know where maple street is in placerville dude i couldn't couldn't do it right, like right. forget about it man yeah it is such such a different world we live in now and just watching a movie like that just totally made me think like wow like insane how much our lives have changed just since 1995 or 96, whenever that movie was. I think it was 95, like crazy, but it's still a classic, still made me laugh. That is still an amazing movie, 25 years, or what I say, 28 years later. Still incredible, dude. I enjoyed every moment of it, and I was just like, hell yeah, dude. That was awesome, man. It's still good, it never gets old, man. John Witherspoon is a legend, rest in peace. And the other thing that, that, as I'm watching, I'm going, man, so many of these people have died. Right, like it's insane, dude. Like, all right. So we lost John Witherspoon. We like we lost who was a Pop. We lost A.J. Johnson who was Izell. We lost Bernie Mac who played the preacher. We lost Tiny Zeus Lister who was Debo. Yeah, at this point, you're not getting another Friday. We've lost like so many. And what's crazy is what I didn't realize. I caught it for the first time that in the background of one of the scenes is Michael Clark Duncan. Who ended up being in the green mile and he played the punisher and ben affleck's daredevil like went on to be a big actor he's even passed away and he's just a dude in the background of one of the scenes when debo steals the bike and knocks out red but yeah we've lost so many people i'm trying to think there's there may even be more but they're not coming to me now but so many of that cast is now are no longer with us it's kind of sad but great film man i'm so glad uh, that to find it on blu-ray and have it in my collection forever there you go yeah dude that's what you're
1: excited about the uh, director's cut too so
0: yeah you know and like I said it's not it doesn't the director's version does not trump the original sometimes it's hard because they they extend a scene or they drag a scene out longer or they throw in something and I'm so attached to the original I've seen the original version 30 times that it kind of throws off the rhythm of the movie a little bit. Like, cause I know in that movie, I know, okay, we're going to go from this scene to this scene. Okay. Next is the scene where red gets knocked the fuck out. And then after that, this happens and this happens. So when all of a sudden something else pops up, I'm like, what the hell, what the fuck's going on, man? This is just totally through me. Right.
1: Well, let me tell you this, buddy. Yeah. More times than not. Uh huh. Even if it's better,
0: I end up liking the original version because I'm used to it. Absolutely, and that's what I felt watching it. I'm like, hey, that doesn't belong there. Like, what the hell is that, dude? That does that's not my Friday. That's not my Friday. Stop. I watched. uh, I love that movie, that thing you do, Uh with uh, the Tom Hanks film that he wrote and directed, and he has a part in it as well. And I got that on Blu-ray, and it has a director's cut as well. And dude, that movie is like the director's cut's like a half hour longer. And I was going, oh no this they fucked the movie up i'm really glad they have both versions on that thing you do because sometimes i won't like like the unrated some of them they call it the unrated version because they want you to get it and think it's dirtier like the movie white chicks the rated version versus the unrated version dude the unrated version sucks they throw in all these horrible dirty jokes that don't work that don't land and i actually bought the unrated version Cause that movie is one of those stupid movies. It just makes me laugh. White chicks is so dumb. Oh yeah, it never happened. But I laugh. Right. The unrated version is not good, and that's the on the unrated version. They don't have the regular version, so I was like, "This is trash, dude. I don't like it." So I had to then. I went back and found the regular version used and bought it. And that's so much better because they just throw in these nasty, gross jokes that don't work, that don't hit. And it fucked the movie up, like fucked it up for me to the point. And I'm like, why don't they have both versions on one? Because they want your money. That's what it is. Right, right, right. But, you know, yeah, dude, they can totally... Sometimes the director's cut is amazing, and then other times you're like, yeah, that's not my movie. I don't know what the fuck you guys did. Now, the Friday doesn't have the original version on it, but the director's cut is is good. Like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. But, but, yeah, man, I just thought... I was watching that, and I thought, wow, what a difference 28 years has made. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, it's crazy the little changes. Can I tell you something? Yeah, you sure can. Oh, shit, here we go.
1: Mmm. It's time. It is. This is the way. This is the way. This is very much the way. If you didn't know,
0: now you know. That's right. We just recently wrapped season three of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Uh, a few episodes way. back, you and I talked, and I think we were... I was up, and I think I mistakenly said that I was up episodes four through eight, but there was only eight episodes this season. They did not give us nine. So the last time we talked, you and I kind of went over four through seven. I think you were up to six. So now we have seen all eight episodes. We didn't go into a lot of detail on the season uh, and we definitely weren't able to touch on the finale because we weren't there yet. So season three has wrapped. It is closed. It is over. So now this is the point where you and I dig in on season three's finale of the Mandalorian.
1: Well, let me just tell you this right now, buddy. Uh, Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you this is how I feel. And we have talked about this before, like. There are people like, for example, OU Nasty, who is mm-hmm. just a massive Star Wars dude and he right. knows, he watches all the anim- animated stuff, right. all the movies, all the shows. He knows it all. Like, he is very knowledgeable, right? Right. And then, you know, you have us who, for example, I'll speak for myself. I have a lot of knowledge, mm. not anywhere near close to Nick. No. But enough that I really enjoy this stuff. Right. And um, I can tell you this. I wouldn't consider myself a quote-unquote Star Wars guy. Yeah. Because that's like a lot. That being said, I wore a Mandalorian helmet at work (laughs) with a Darksaber and Grogu. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I am a Star Wars guy. I don't know. Like... And here's what I here's what I learned. So May the fifth, May the fourth, they had a huge thing at the county. Dress up May the fourth, embrace it, have a good time. You know, yeah, something yeah. fun at work. At your I, office, yeah. yeah I, I thought it was all the county. Yeah. Oh. No okay. matter what building you were at. Oh. They, they sent it out like they were doing like photos and, and, and like uh contests for right. You know, they really you know, they were embracing it. Sure. So I was like, "Oh man, we, you know, me and me and Nick uh, bought a 3D printer a while back, and we made a Mandalorian helmet." So I was like, "I got the helmet, and I just, you know, I said, screw it, let's go.' Yeah, and, uh, this is the way, right? Yeah, this is the way. <laughs> and uh, I had fun with it. That being said, like we've talked about this before, it's just fun. Like I really enjoy yeah. it. Like yeah. it's just entertain. Like all of this stuff we talk about when it's not music, it's entertainment. Right. It's supposed to be entertaining. Right. Yeah. You know, whether it's a, a low level of entertainment or an insane amount of a level of entertainment, like it's all entertainment. So um, I, let me read you this real quick. It was um, it was from Mr. John Favreau. Yeah. Um, they said, uh the ending seemed to suggest, and we'll talk about it a little bit, that the Mandalorian saga is now closed. But creator Jon Favreau has already written a fourth season, and so it's likely we're going to see Din and Grogu, and other fan favorite, set on adventures going forward. As Favreau told Entertainment Weekly, he has no interest in leaving these characters behind. I don't know what would make me not want to enjoy doing it, especially as long as the audience is connecting with the characters. This feels like a really enjoyable moment. And I love the format of telling one chapter at a time and keeping the audience guessing, but also fulfilling certain expectations. Right. Which is exactly it. People are enjoying it. It's fun. It's 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 you know it's it's we talked about it when we watched season one. It's kind of like a western. Yeah. In a Star Wars uh, universe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a futuristic western. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah.
1: Um, so. Uh, Space western. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this, uh this episode or this season specifically was really a Mandalorian episode or season. They they reunited the split-up Mandalorians.
0: Yes. Um,
1: there was a lot of, uh, you know, Bo-Katan,
0: Paz Vizsla, Din Djarin. That was the mission. Yeah. Right? That was, that was basically, and that was my problem with the season at first, was it took a, them a few episodes to kind of feel like they were getting their footing and figure that out. But basically, the Mandalorian's mission for this season was to bring the Mandalorians back to their home planet and get them set up. Once he went and bathed in the... In the, uh, in the in the pools, in the mines of Mandalore, and he realized that the planet was no longer toxic and you could breathe the air, then his mission was to get the Mandalorians back and have them retake their home planet. That was the it, basic gist and wh- of it.
1: And, 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 and it followed a normal, and we talk about this, we talk about rom-coms have a certain formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian sure. has a formula. Yeah. Hey, I need this. Yeah, I can do that for you. But first, yeah, can right. you do this for me? Right. And then when you're doing that, something else pops off. And right. then you know what I mean? Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. He took his helmet off. Yes. He was cast off. Right. As a Mandalorian. Right. The only way to become a Mandalorian again is bathe in the waters of Mandalore. Right. So that was the goal. Right. He wanted to that's all he knows. Right. Didn't jar, jar uh didn't needed to get back to what who he was Because right. He took his helmet off For the kid He took his helmet off for, You know all this stuff And uh, you know A, a, a season of uh,
0: I, I felt he was Far too honest Had that lady asked me Did you take your helmet off I'd have been like Nope <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Yeah Yeah <laughs> It would have no. He was like, yes, yes, I did. And, as, and, then, and then he was disgraced and outcast and had to figure out what to do to get back in. I'm like, dude, you took your helmet off to save the kid, right? That the, This right. is the way. You're the protector of the child. Your goal was to protect this child. That was the mission. It's not like he took his helmet off to eat a Big Mac or have a taco from the taco truck. He took his helmet off to save, to, to, to execute and complete this mission and to save his child's life. And she's like, yep, you're no longer a Mandalorian. That's it. You're out. See ya. <laughs> and here's what you got to do. She gives him a mission that she at that time thinks is impossible because they all believe the planet to be absolutely toxic and not livable. Right. So I just, I remember thinking, what the fuck? Why would you say yes to that? dude?" Like, no, you tell her no. I did not take my goddamn mask off. Like, But I get it. The whole time during the show, he's been incredibly open, incredibly honest. That is the way. Like, lying wouldn't have been the Mandalorian way, and he falls into the true old-school Mandalorian way of thinking. Like, uh, Bo-Katan Cree is more of the new Mandalorians. Like, they take their mask off, and they're a little bit more free, and a little bit—they don't walk that set straight path. Like, so he's walking that path, and lying wouldn't have been part of that. So I get that, but I remember looking at my wife going— why the fuck did he tell her? Yes. Like, like, but I understand. But yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, man. I was like, no, nah, I would have said, no, I didn't take my mask off.
1: Bo Katan can walk both worlds.
0: Correct. Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, I'll tell you this. I also love when like little things that I am curious about. Right. Kind of get answered. Sure. It, it's 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 very small, but it makes me feel good. Right. There was this one point, I think it was when they were, um, when Paz Vizla's kid got pulled off by the fucking pterodactyl dragon thing. Right, yeah,
0: the big beast. Yeah, yeah.
1: and, uh, and uh, they were like camping
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the night before, before they were climbing up and they yeah. were around the fire, right? Right. And I was like, dude, how do they eat if they can't take the helmet off? Right, yeah. And so like, they all were cooking or something or eating or whatever and then they all went their own separate ways right to take your helmet off by yourself yeah to eat and whatever you're just not allowed to take your helmet off around other people right so they answered that for me yeah. and i was like oh okay
0: yeah 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 because i i want to say that there is a scene in season one where he takes his food and all you see is the back of his head and he goes off somewhere separate and is eating, and I, and I could be wrong on that, but I wanted to say that it's in season one that he does go off by himself, and you see him remove the mask. All you see is the back of his head, and he eats. And then they go back, and he's got. Here's the mask another on.
1: question I have, and maybe Oh uh, You Nasty knows this answer. Um, is because you know jarin is basically an orphan. Correct. That got taken. He's in.
0: a foundling. Yeah.
1: Is a... Are all the young kids foundlings?
0: Good question. That's an excellent question. Like,
1: is Paz Vizla's kid that got pulled by the pterodactyl dragon thingy his actual son, or is he a foundling that he took in as his son? Yeah. Then the question is... Do Mandalorians have to smash with their helmets on? <laughs> do,
0: do, do you leave on the helmet when getting attention to the helmet? Like yeah, right? yeah that's right. a good question. I yeah.
1: These I, are the questions I have.
0: Yeah. You yeah. gotta
1: take you gotta take go somewhere else to Just eat to your eat. food to take your yeah. helmet off. Right? What if what if you got you know? Yeah. What if you're trying to, you know, show her the way?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> and how funky is the way do those helmets have to get? if you only take them off to eat like because you know they're on desert planets it's the winter it's the summer moisture like there has to be a moment where they're like okay today's the official take off your mandalorian helmet and clean that shit up day like you know they're not just it can't be 24 7 because dude the couple of times he took his helmet off he had like helmet hair and he looked all sweaty and like i was like i know that helmet's funky man but like you know that easiest gig in the world, especially now that he can no longer remove his helmet, is uh, Pedro Pascal. That's the easiest job in the world because he's ne- never it's never actually him in the suit ever, unless the mask is taken off. The only time it's actually Pedro Pascal is when they need to remove that mask and he has to speak as Pedro Pascal. There is one actor who wears the suit that just does the talking and the acting moments. There's another actor who wears the suit for the fighting and then there's Pedro Pascal for just the moments where he has to take the mask on and off. So Pedro Pascal is somewhere in his house in Los Angeles, somewhere in the hills, just recording vocals. That's all he does is just record his dialogue. He and is cashing checks. Oh, dude, big time. Because the whole time they were working on Mandalorian season three, he was doing The Last of Us for HBO Max and just checking in every once in a while and saying, this is the way, and do a microphone, and then t- taking it over to the episode. Like, talk about an amazing gig. Like. Oh, un- insane like where do i sign up for that gig man that's incredible dude
1: hey um bo katan do we have any clorox wipes because this helmet
0: yeah woo! <laughs> yeah exactly i'd definitely be on the side that was okay with removing their helmets i can't imagine living with something like that on
1: <laughs> good news mandalore not toxic
0: yeah. Bad news, humid as fuck. Yeah. yeah, I am sweating like a, I'm sweating like a pig over here, You're like a whore in church on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, time to remove the helmets, everybody. But yeah, man. Um, I but, yeah the the epi- the season was great. I just uh, for me, like I said, a couple weeks back, it took a little bit to get going and get its footing and figure out what it wanted to be. Once it figured that out, like I said, I thought episodes four through eight were great. Um i did not like the ep there was a, there was a couple episodes the episode where they took the focus off of the mandalorian and there was an episode that was just completely about um what happened to the people from the empire like it was like the reconditioning the, the clone doctor yeah it was like where they took people who formerly worked for the empire and brought them Once they were reconditioned and no longer thinking like the Empire, they put them back into this place where they could work. It was almost like a rehab center for people who worked for the Empire, and they're now putting them back into regular society and giving them jobs. And we had one whole episode that focused on the clone doctor and what he was doing now and the girl who worked for... um, Oh, what's the bad guy's name? Gene Cardle, Esposito's character. uh, Moff Gideon? Moff Gideon. The girl who worked for Moff Gideon had infiltrated this place, set the clone doctor up, had his brain wiped so that he couldn't in turn... Fuck up Moff, Moff Gideon is what I'm guessing, but I really felt like that could have been explained in like five minutes. Like, and they gave us a whole episode of that that for me was absolute trash. Like, I was like, I don't like this episode. I'm bored. I didn't care. I'm like, where's the Mandalorian? This show's called the Mandalorian. Like, I don't like these people at all. I just felt like that could have been taken care of in like one five second little clip. Show the lady being like, okay, Moff Gideon, and talking to him like, look, I got rid of him, and now we're gonna do this. Now back to The Mandalorian, and that's, if I had one complaint about this season three is that it took them a while to get going, and then once we got there, episodes four through eight, I felt like we got to the finale really quick. I don't know why we didn't get nine. I felt like we could have had a ninth episode and told a little bit more story and focused a little bit more. It felt like we got to four and figured out what we were going to do. And then, Oh, we did it. We're back on Mandalore and it's over. Like, I was like, Oh shit. I told my wife, I go, is this it? There's no more. She goes, Nope. This is the finale. Like I, f- it felt a little bit rushed to me and I'm not exactly sure why they felt like they had to do that. Like why only eight episodes? I don't know if there's a reason for that, but four through eight was great. My only complaint is they left me wanting more, and I wish we could have got a ninth episode, like a little, a little bit more of. Okay, why is why is the Mandalorian not staying on Mandalore with the rest of the Mandalorians? Why has he chosen to take his now son that he's adopted, Grogu, and go live back on the planet with uh, oh, Apollo Creed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the actor's name now, <laughs> Carl Weathers. It, why has he gone back and living in a little hut on the planet that Carl Weathers' character runs um, and living there? Why is he not? Why is he choosing to not live on Mandalore with the rest of the Mandalorians and train his now son Grogu in the way of the Mandalorians with the Mandalorians? They didn't really explain that. Tell us anything about that? It's just we see him kicking back in front of his little house out in what looks like the desert and Grogu's there and and you know he seems happy and that's what he wants but why i would have liked to have known a little bit more and maybe we're gonna get that in season four obviously they'll explain that but i felt like we could have got a little a little bit more one more episode to tie things up and close it off would have been nice but four through eight were great i enjoyed every moment the action was great special effects were great i mean it doesn't get any better than grogu inside that robot like come on man that was phenomenal like what a way to bring that robot back and make Grogu a little bit more part of the story by having him have this robot suit that he could walk around in. So good.
1: Let me just tell you this in, um, in episode, let's see, I believe it was eight or no, no seven. Um, when they are on Mandalore yeah, and basically Moff Gideon and them are already there to attack them, right. To take them out. And they get into that battle. Yeah. And all the Mandalorians on the jetpacks yeah. are flying down yeah. into the right. And all of the, the troopers are on jetpacks flying yeah. up. Yeah. That shit was an amazing scene. Dude,
0: the, sp- the action was incredible. The special effects were great. Um, I love the fact that Moff Gideon had like his suit was so badass. Like I love the fact that he basically took the Mandalorian tech and like upped it to he was like the iron man of the Mandalorian. he had the iron man suit for basically mandalorians like it made him stronger it made him much more difficult to hurt uh it had way more, uh, incredible weapons and gadgetry and it just looked badass it was black with the red and he just looked phenomenal um and yeah i, I loved i love the fact that he was he took the mandalorian's tech and upgraded it And I love the fact that he's letting you know that what he was trying to do was bring both worlds together. He's like, I wanted to take the Mandalorian world and the Jedi world and bring it together. That's why he was so interested in the Mandalorian tech and why he was also interested in uh, getting Grogu and figuring out how to clone the Force, like to make the Force happen, like to get the Force. Because he wanted, I want a Mandalorian suit and I want the Force. I want to be the most badass motherfucker on the planet. And then he was cloning himself so there could be multiple versions of himself, so he would never be gone. He he had an insane plan, uh, and I love that. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought that the end battle was phenomenal. I, like I said, I thought his suit and the and the stormtrooper suits were crazy and amazing to look at. Um, and you know, you know, Gideon ain't dead, right? I don't do. What do you think?
1: You know, it's hard because. We have so much Marvel in us, yeah. where nobody's ever dead, right? But I think Moff Gideon's dead, because I think they
0: already had one Dizla's where Dizla's dead, and they were, they had the one where we already but they believed him to be dead once, and he wasn't. And in this one, we basically saw the explosion happen, and they got out of there right as everything exploded. But we know he was in that super Mandalorian suit, so I mean. I don't know i i am I'm, I'm gonna say no i don't believe he is dead so you're saying he is i don't well think let me just is.
1: tell you that let's talk about the character arc what a, yeah. what an absolute jump in authority and power yeah from Moff gideon after being um the ceo of vought
0: right boys, correct in, in the anime. boys yeah yeah, so. <laughs> yeah absolutely that guy's having a run right now like, yeah you gotta think from the boys to now, The Mandalorian, and the rumor has it, he's really pushing hard. Jean Carlo Jean Carlo Esposito, as a tongue twister, is pushing really hard to be Professor X in the X Men. He wants that gig very badly. He has like come out and said it. Like he's been very verbal and very vocal about the fact that he wants. He wants the Patrick Stewart role. He wants that gig. Like, And I could totally see that. I think he would kick ass in that. I hope they give it to him. By the way, Apollo is Grief carga. Grief carga. These names aren't easy to remember in this show. Like Moff Gideon, Grief carga, Din jarin Bo-Katan Kree. The fact that I just spit all those out right there is impressive because for me, it's much easier to say Carl Weathers or Apollo Creed. <laughs> And Mando, I'll always just, I, he'll never be Din Djarin. like he's the Mandalorian, like even though there's hundreds of Mandalorians, he is the Mandalorian, and it'll always be Baby Yoda to me. Grogu just not roll off the tongue. But yeah, man, overall, I thought the, I thought the, the, the season three was great. If I had one complaint, I just wish we could have got the full nine and gotten a little bit more, because it definitely left me wanting more. I'm excited to hear there's going to be a season four because I, I really enjoyed season three. Like you said, it's entertaining. Uh, you love the characters. I mean, who doesn't love baby Yoda? I mean, if you don't like baby Yoda, there's really something wrong with you. You're probably either mentally ill or just not a nice person because I just really Sociopath. feel Yeah. Baby Yoda is so lovable. And like I said, the moment they put him in that robot suit and there is a scene Two of the Mandalorians are fighting, and they're getting ready to go at each other. And he steps in, and, and all he can say in the suit is he has a button for no and a button for yes. And he comes in and steps in and holds them back and pushes them apart. A, a fart pushes them apart from each other and just says no, no. It, it's so good, man. Like that moment. And there's a couple moments where he saves the day in in the suit. And it, dude, it was so fun to watch. It's so sweet, like. You can't not like that character, and I can't wait to see what happens going further with him. I'm down.
1: Well, I think he's going to be a Jedi Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, that's what we're... Right? That's what we're Someone going for. it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was a little <laughs> foreshadowing when you had Moff Gideon say, I wanted to marry both worlds. Like how there's a, some foreshadowing going on there where he's like, yeah, I want... The jedi world and the mandalorian world to come together to create basically the perfect warrior so if you think about it grogu does have a have the potential to be one of the badass motherfuckers in the galaxy like uh and you know he he's just still learning how to he he got some lessons from luke so you see in the episode in the final episode he protects them with the force from that giant explosion he Mm -hmm. he puts a shield around them and protects them as the flames are bouncing off of them. Amazing uh, scene by the way. Yeah. So good. And he's, he saves their lives. And it used to be anytime he did a little something with the force, he would like pass out, you know, it would really drain him. So for the fact that he was able to hold that for that long and fight off that explosion and save his friends in the process was incredible. And he's just kind of coming into the know on what he can do with the force. And now he'll learn the ways of the Mandalorian and, there's a potential down the line. Hey, what maybe we get as he gets older, maybe we get a Grogu show, you know, like that character gets older. And well, I
1: could say this, if I do anything hard, physical wise, 30 to 60 seconds I'm the same way. I just, yeah, you just pass out. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Take a nap. You've
0: exerted yourself yeah. when you, when you use the force or you just, yeah. you need a taco and a yeah. nap. Yeah, yeah. 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 I understand. I get it. If I yeah. go
1: hard, 60 seconds, like, you know, stacking wood or yeah. 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 I just, <laughs> Done. lay down and take that's a nap. it i go full grogu
0: yeah but i could totally see uh down years down the line there being a show where we just follow okay grogu is no longer with the man Mandal- because the man mandalorian is going to die because he's a regular man with a regular lifespan as we know from star wars grogu is the same species as yoda and you know 100 years to them is like five to us you know what i'm saying like he's a baby it was like four or five hundred years old. yeah right? yeah something like that i think grogu's 50 but he's still a bit ba- right something they say his age like he's 50 years old or something like that but he's still a baby so we have the potential to get who knows how many more scenes of the mandalorian and then years down the road we could get a show where grog because grogu uh, clearly yoda spoke could speak and talk with people so, there's potential that we get a show where we follow this character on his own. And ah, dude, I would be fully on board for that. I think that would be badass to see little Grogu in a Mandalorian helmet, <laughs> but like using the Force, like with him taking, I like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. Sign me up now. I'm in. Hey. <laughs> Just pre order the Funko Pop. Yeah. I'm down, dude. Let's go. I'm ready. But yeah, I, I enjoyed Yoda the Yoda was show. born in
1: 896 BBY and that Return of the Jedi took place in 4 ABY. So Yoda was 900 years old when he died.
0: There you go. All right. So, yeah, we've got potential to have the character of Grogu around for a very long time. And we could get movies, television shows. Uh, I, the possibilities are really endless because this is a a portion of the star Wars galaxy that's never been explored. We, we followed what was called the Skywalker saga, right? So we know what Luke and Han Solo and Leia and everyone did, but after Jedi, we don't know. We, we fast forwarded to to many years later. So who knows what Grogu ended up doing between that time and, and the force awakens. So there's a lot of potential there for a lot of amazing stories. And yeah, I can't, I can't wait, man. I, I can't wait to see what they do. Um, I think, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe for the star Wars television shows. I think the star Wars TV trumps the movies. Whereas for the longest time for me, I felt like with Marvel, I've enjoyed the television programs, but I still felt like the movies were better. Uh-huh. Uh, hands down in the star Wars world, the television is blowing the movies out of the water, dude. The new movies anyway. I mean, the we, what, what are we talking about? The, 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 the Kenobi show was phenomenal, right? Uh, even it wasn't perfect, but there were things about the Boba Fett show that I really liked. And oh, I,
1: it, I enjoyed the entire Boba Fett show. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was better than all of the new star Wars movies.
0: hundred percent. And it was, and it was even just ramped up even better once Mando came in by episode two or three. I mean, it became right. Mando season 2.5. That was good. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know if you watched Andor. Yep. Great. Yep. It's a little slow, but. But when it gets when it's good, it's good. Like and I really enjoyed it. Can't wait to see what they do with that next. Andor Two is
1: coming out. It's uh, I guess the three years before Rogue One.
0: Yeah, and I guess what happens is the the series will end where rogue one starts from what i'm hearing and rogue one was an excellent movie dark but very good movie so the funny thing about this show is we know what happens to these characters already if you've seen rogue one you know what happens to andor but you're watching the rebellion being built and put together so phenomenal job to disney plus and lucas films for what they've done with the marvel tv because i just thought after force awakens i thought those movies were pretty much trash for me the last jedi and the rise of skywalker were garbage i i was not a fan so what they're doing in the television world is is amazing and like i said with marvel i think the movies have trumped it although lately bit of a downhill slide for the movies so the tv has a real opportunity to pick up and you know we got loki season two coming right we got some stuff happening that could that could trump the movies here because i
1: can tell you this yeah there hasn't been outside of Miss Marvel, yeah. There hasn't been a Marvel show, yeah, that I wasn't entertained. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, they're good. Miss Marvel was just I I, I didn't just watch get it. into it. I, I just, didn't watch I struggled. it. Struggled. I don't was, know. It was you know this little kids and like I get it. Like you're bringing up the the new Avengers. Yeah, you have to
0: have the Young Avengers. I always looked at the Marvel TV as just almost like an appetizer something to hold you over until the next movie. But now, after Thor, Love and Thunder, and after uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and the Eternals, now I'm like, all right, can we get, what is it, Secret Wars? I'm ready. Let's get some TV. Let's get Loki season two. Like I'm like more, in some ways, more stoked for the television than I am the movies, because I think the television is going to get us to the next great movies, because um, I did not watch the Marvels, uh, Miss Marvel, but I know we got the Marvels movie. I probably won't even go to the theater to see that to be honest with you i didn't watch the marvels tv show i'm not excited for the marvels movie so yeah that's not even on my radar uh what is it uh we'll talk about it in a few weeks but just when you're hearing this episode just a few days ago was uh, guardians of the galaxy 3 was released getting strong reviews but you and i both said guardians not high priority but we'll go see it right but you know, uh, the first Guardians was a surprise to me. The second, I really enjoyed it. The second one, I was like, eh, it was all right. And so this third one is supposed to be the end, and they're not gonna. These characters aren't gonna be coming back. So it's supposed to tug on the heartstrings. Supposed to have some drama. Supposed to be a little darker.
1: They're they're hitting you with the one last ride.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm on board for that. I will go see that one and and. You and I have been crazy busy, but look forward to that review in a few weeks from us. We'll definitely be talking about that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really excited for what the future of the Star Wars television franchise is. Because the movies, they're not... I, I know they're going to make more Star Wars movies, but at this point, I don't care. I'm just looking forward to the TV. And kudos to Lucasfilm, Disney+, um, the directors, the writers who have put these television shows together is have done a phenomenal job all the way around. I don't have much negative to say about Mar. Uh, excuse me, about Star Wars TV. I, I think it's great what they're doing, and I look forward to seeing what comes next. Man, I'm down. The Ahsoka show. I believe it's the Ahsoka show next.
1: Yeah. So Ashoka Tano, Ahsoka, the Ash, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Show is <laughs> yeah. upcoming. Um, in august 2023 yes uh they've already released a teaser trailer
0: oh i haven't watched that yet did you watch it uh no oh shit. okay i gotta watch that uh, i didn't i didn't no, know I, they did 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 that. Watch it. I did
1: watch it okay I, uh, I didn't
0: realize that was out yeah uh they
1: dropped the uh let's see at the star Wars celebration they showed the new poster uh they talked about obviously it's dawson's show
0: oh rosario uh, dawson's yeah, the yeah. shit. we've talked about that
1: ad nauseum on the podcast mm-hmm. yeah um, several, um, other animated from the Ashoka stuff, uh, or the Ashoka.
0: Yeah. Star Wars is big into the animated and that's the one thing with the TV that I haven't been able to get into. I tried to watch, I think it was rebels. I think, I think somebody told us that we needed to watch that. Uh, and I, I I, did watch a few episodes. I've tried. I can't get into the animated stuff. That's probably the one area of the TV. And it's not that it's not good. It's just so far it hasn't drawn me in and made me want to go back and keep watching. It's yet to like really fire me up and get me excited the way these other shows have. I know that, uh, obviously, Ahsoka uh,
1: is no reason like every star wars show that has come out on disney plus has been good yeah and entertaining so yeah yeah i'm sure we're gonna like it when we saw her in the uh you know pop up in the mandalorian and boba fett and yeah Boba Fett. you know she's
0: very rarely does anything i don't like like we've talked about it so much well, and she's an
1: insanely important jedi in the you know in the right and schema things. Yeah. uh one thing that did pop up is uh when she came out for the star wars celebration um, when they announced the Ahsoka right, show, right. uh, there was a new, um, droid mm-hmm. called Chopper. Okay. He came out with her at the thing. So people are really
0: excited uh, about shit. Chopper. He
1: looks like already R2, R2D2, but he's got like an orange and yellow
0: top. Droids in these star Wars films are like almost like little kids or dogs. Like they're yeah. really cute and they become like these little characters that everyone loves. And. It was, I think, what was the one that looked like a rolling soccer ball BB-8. in the force of BB-8? Oh my God, people fell in love with BB-8. I remember the hot toy was the remote control BB-8. You couldn't get your hands on it. Like it was selling out everywhere. And uh, my old boss at ServPro is a massive Star Wars nerd. and He got one. All of a sudden, BB-8 goes rolling down the hallway by it. I'm like, "What the? Was that BB-8?" Like he's just in the hallway on his remote playing with it. Like, dude, we got work to do, Doug. You're the, you're my boss. You're supposed to set an example here. Now give me the controls to BB-8. I want to fuck around with this shit. But yeah, dude, they take on lives of their own. People love the robots. The robot in the Mandalorian, uh, the la- this last season, that one that looks like R2D2, the orange one that he got. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, he was a great character and fun to watch too. And people were falling—I know people were falling in love with him and rooting for him. He saved the day at a couple moments and did the R two D two thing and flew around. And yeah, man, uh, just well done all the so, way around. So
1: there is a um, there is a uh, thing on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. It's like basically like they put together a bunch of stuff that you need to know. Okay. It includes the all of the yeah, specific
0: like, must watch episodes understand before things. seeing Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll check that out. And I think one of our followers turned said we needed to check that out too. To like, hey, be sure to watch that. This is going to be very important. Right. Like, okay, so maybe I'll need to check that out if I don't have to watch. 10 seasons of something. That's cool, you know. Hey, if you want to know what's
1: going on with this new thing, just watch 6 episodes 6 <laughs> seasons of Clone Wars, yeah. which are 42 episodes each by the way, and 4 episode 4 seasons of Rebels and one uh, 3 seasons of Bad Batch. Right, yeah. You just watch those 97 <laughs> episodes yeah. and you'll be on board.
0: Just take the next 4 months off and binge and you're golden. And here's yeah. the
1: thing, like I, you know, we talked about it and I started watching, um, the animated. Right. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. It was just, but there's just so much stuff going yeah.
0: on. And I didn't hate it. I no. just was like, it wasn't, I think I watched four or five episodes and it was just not, there wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't something where I was like, Ooh, I, I can't wait to see what happens next. Like with Boba Fett and with Kenobi and with, Mandalorian, I'm like, yo, is it Wednesday yet? Is it Wednesday yet? Like I'm I'm on board, like fully stoked and ready. Like when I watched the, I think it was, was it Rebels or Clone Wars? I don't remember which cartoon I was watching, but I watched three or four and it wasn't like, oh man, I can't wait. Like I can binge this and just keep going and going and going. It didn't have that effect for me. It wasn't that I hated it. It just wasn't blowing my mind. like. The television programs are but i get i get why people love it if you're a star wars aficionado like for a while the cartoons were the only way you got your star wars like when we had that gap after the prequels where they weren't making any more movies basically you got your star wars through video games uh comic books or the cartoons that was basically it so the cartoons for star wars fanatics are like must see tv like you're like oh my god i can't believe we're getting all this star wars the cartoons were where you went but i've never like you and i have taught like you said earlier i'm not i grew up on star wars four five and six which when i was a kid was one two and three that's my star wars i wasn't like i'm not ride or die for most of this other so star I, wars so i stuff. can
1: tell you this there's a lot of things out here on the internet things like that sure but, so uh to keep it short what yeah. does the hell does this mean as far as the what we're looking for the soka if you're unfamiliar with rebels to keep it short, the fi- the finale of Rebels animated series featured a huge face-off between the Ghost Crew, which was Ezra, Hera, Sabine, and Zeb Aurelios. Okay. Zeb Aurelios was in The Mandalorian okay. on the last episode. Remember when uh, the Asian guy goes into the bar and asks Mandalorian to do work for them?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. that
1: kind of okay. looking guy was, yeah, yeah. that's Zeb Aurelios. Ah. So when that dude was on screen... Yeah. People who know what's going on, like, oh, you nasty, lost their shit. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, yeah like, that was know, like crazy. Oh, my God, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, Jez, uh, save, uh, Jez, Jedi Ezra saves his planets and friends by flinging himself and Thrawn into space uh, with the help of some space whales. I promise it's more emotional in context. <laughs> uh, and the pur- Purgles also made live action debuts in this season of The Mandalorian. But, okay. So basically it's a extension after the uh finale of the rebels. So and I'm sure if we watch and I'm going to try to watch the Ahsoka uh the Ahsoka um thing on Disney Plus yeah, yeah. in the next couple months and my and yeah. my traveling when I'm traveling for work I'm going to download them all and I'm just going to kind of try to watch as much as I can to be Oh prepared. dude,
0: that's the beauty of being on a plane if you got to travel it's just like time to catch up. Like that's what that's what plane trips are for man. Like when somebody tells you, you haven't seen this show, are you out of your fucking mind? This show's fucking incredible. The plane ride is the perfect time. If you got a few hours on a plane, like you ain't got nothing else to do. You may as well catch up. Like, yeah, that's the beauty of that, man. I said that's where my wife fell in love with uh on one of our trips to Mexico. That's when she started watching um Ted Lasso. And she got like three or four episodes in and was like, This is incredible. I'm stopping. We have to watch this. And now right. I'm in love with Ted Lasso and we now is subscribed to Apple TV because of Ted Lasso. So they.
1: So Mandalorian season three, amazing as always. Good shit. Entertaining. Absolutely. John Favreau, good at what he does. Very well. Nice job. Happy. Yes. Um. And, Doing it. Uh, Ahsoka coming up in August. Yes. Certainly looking forward to that. Hundred percent. As I said, if you are planning on watching ahsoka and you don't want to go into it to completely blind on Disney plus if you have Disney plus there is a like a a, a thing that Disney plus put together all things you need to know to get ready right. for the ahsoka series yes. so I'm gonna to try to do my best to kind of catch up and watch that uh, in the meantime uh enjoy your Star Wars uh Mandalorian yes that was, that was good stuff it was I'm looking at having- I'm, a a, a, a Bill posted me at work with my with uh, with Nick's darksaber and my <laughs> yeah. Grogu and the and the Mandalorian helmet. I was yeah. I was hanging out at work. Surprisingly enough, that thing doesn't breathe
0: well. Yeah. <laughs> it could get a little funky. You're gonna break out the disinfectant wipes yeah. later. Probably would help if I was skinnier too. Yay. Well, you know, that's uh yeah, we'll get there. We're I will tell you
1: that. this. Um next episode, we're gonna get to what I did see at the Golden One Center. Sorry for the delay on that. Yes. In addition, I'm going to tell you something that I streamed and I watched and I watched the whole series and mm. I loved it. Mm. And I'm going to highly recommend it. Okay. So I'm going to let you in on that next episode. And most importantly,
0: thanks for listening. Thank you. And, I, and I'm going to get us on up out of here then. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton anything good is nasty but it ain't good unless you play with it so go out there and have some fun my people and until the next time we will see you in the 209 this is the way